Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 148. We have been to Shudder for this episode. We are watching the brand new Destroy All Neighbours. And also our movie from the vault is the Japanese Splatter Delight, which is Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. What a mouthful. I nearly got it wrong. (laughs) What's your mouthful of? Bloody muscles and bodybuilders. Oh, no. <laughs> From half now. How the devil are we doing, guys? All good. How's you? Not too bad, not too bad. Coming from the house of ill with two children that are ill, so it's been a eventful week, but I've managed to cram the films in that we need to watch, which is good. Sweet. I, I've had a good couple of weeks, mate. Busy, but I've, I've watched a few little treats. I know you've seen my letterbox, um, but yeah, I sat down and watched um, a lovely film. I haven't done this in a while, but after the episode with uh, Will High Will last, uh, I thought I wanted to watch some schlocky horror. So I went and found uh, an alien shark. So brilliant synopsis on this one. Not reading it. Just meet your lands and... There's a shark that can, which is now infiltrated by the aliens, that can control people on land and make them come in and eat them. Some amazing graphics in it. Um, yeah. Sounds Oscar worthy, Paul. It was, it was pretty funny, to be fair. I enjoyed it in a, in a, in a, in a silly way. It was nice and silly. I also caught the box. It's a bit of a thriller. With um, Cameron Diaz and um, what's his face, James, is it James Marsden? Um, and yeah, um, I've seen that. Yeah, it's from like 2009, but it wasn't bad. It was sort of a bit sci-fi in the end. Had sort of it had an interesting sort of Black Mirror question. You know, push a box and someone dies, and you and you get a million pounds. But there was so much more to it than that um, that I didn't expect. Yeah, it was alright. Directed yeah. by the same guy who did uh, Donnie Darko, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I watched a load of other weird stuff. I watched uh, um, The Favourite, which is not really not really worth talking about. But it's, it was great. I just watched it because of um, poor things and stuff like that. The director saw the other thing that he did. The other one. I'm going to watch Lobster as well at some point. It was good. It's all right. It's very weird. Like it's, He's obviously got a style. <laughs> yeah, that's me. What? I only watched uh, one kind of horror film. I've watched a lot of movies actually in the last couple of weeks. Um, I watched. I managed to catch Killers of the Flower Moon. That's that's a fucking real life horror story. Well, that that literally took you a whole fucking two weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, very very good. Absolutely, for his absolute masterpiece. However, I did catch Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, what you rented it or? No, I watched it. It's shit. <laughs> so glad we didn't do it for the pod. Highest but highest <laughs> grossing horror movie of last year was shit. I yeah, I don't know what to say. It's like our young, you know. That's it. I They're mean, all... I, I gave it two stars out of five on Letterbox. I, I think it's more of a one. The only reason I pushed it to two was because of Matthew Lillard, and that's about it. And and but it's just so predictable. The kills are pretty uneventful. It's very very tame. Very tame. How does it stack up to like Willy's Willy's Wonderland? 
that Willy's Wonderland's better just because of the comedic value of Nicolas Cage, but this just doesn't, even that kid from like Hunger Games, just, it's just, yeah, there's, no, there's just nothing good about it. It's like, there's even some dodgy CGI in it, and it's just like, yeah, I, I mean, I think people just went because of the, the whole, the whole thing behind the, like the games and the, the, yeah, and that's it. And I think also it's aimed at that age group that's younger. I just, yeah, it was just not scary at all. Just, the, the, just, yeah, just did nothing. It was just really predictable, and it's a real shame. Because I was hoping it would shock me, because I went into went in with it with really low expectations. But, yeah, it was shit. Thank you for taking the bullet on that one. Mm. And that's all I watched, yeah. Jordy Paul? So, no, I didn't really watch a lot, but I went on a bit of a Hannibal Lecter-a-thon. So I watched uh, Silence of Lambs, and I watched Red Dragon. And uh, I watched Hannibal. Are you planning uh, on murdering someone or something? Getting some tips. Not, not after the last time. Um, um, yeah, so now I obviously Sansa Lambs is a masterpiece. Uh, Red Dragon, enjoyable enough, but nowhere near as good as a uh, Manhunter. And uh, then, yeah, Hannibal's a bit Ridley Scott that fun. So no, mate, I enjoyed it. And obviously uh, watching Anthony Hopkins play that part of the reason. So yeah. And that was it, guys. I didn't really have much time for anything else. So... None of you fuckers watch Suitable Flesh. That's oh, I, yeah, I did. I, I tell a lie. I did. I watched half of it. Yeah. Okay. Getting yeah. through it. I yeah. saw that on Shudder and I chose not to because obviously um, we all share the same Shudder account. Since it, <laughs> it was saying continue and I'd seen someone had watched half of it. It must have been my. So I thought, no, me. I wanted, <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, delete and just send that. The it doesn't matter. I, will, I, I can remember where I was at. Yeah, I constantly do that to you boys whenever I see one. <laughs> it's funny, really. Every time I go on to the ones that Butch has been on, it's always at the sex scenes. <laughs> that, do you know I could get away with that, Scott Free, because you automatically assume it's Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not. Uh, brilliant. Nice one. Should we um, get on some news then? I, I got, books, you've normally got about 10 million pages worth so i haven't been very good recently but i this this time i've got some uh there there is some a lovely little poster which i thought i'd bring to the i'm sure you've all seen if not i'm going to send it your way now um the beetlejuice poster now i want to ask you a question on this is this an american poster what have you seen have you seen it then yeah well, I was just thinking about the date, because obviously it says 9-6-24, so I'd imagine... Yeah, it's due, it's due out in the autumn, so yeah, it's September. So September, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that feels right. Um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. The Makes way... sense, doesn't it? Looks nice, nice nice tone to it, nothing more. But other posters have been about, there's been a bit of a, a weird thing uh, on social media this this last, last week, on a film called Long Legs by... Uh, Osgood Perkins with Maker Monroe and Nicolas Cage. Anyone caught this? For... Well, you know, you know who Osgood Perkins is, don't you? Remind me. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> what the remake of Psycho? No. <laughs> Mr. Paul Stevens, can you enlighten him? No. <laughs> oh my God. Who's Who's Norman Bates? Anthony Perkins. Oh, it's yeah. his son. Yes. Fucking oh. hell. 
You both have your horror cards redacted. <laughs> Hang on, what? So that's Norman Bates's son. What? In real Anthony life. Anthony Perkins' son, not Norman <laughs> The real person, the actor. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my Lord. Lord, help me. So, uh, oh, right, the actor from Psycho. Yes. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, all right. I won't do very well in the quiz. But, yeah, anyway, it says four neon posters, um, and it looks a bit serial killer-ish. They're they're very weird and, you know, sort of arty, and it just looks quite interesting. I love Maker Monroe, and I like Nicolas Cage, so two of them together, bring on. Well, you need to go and watch the teaser trailer. Go on, I've got... The teaser trailer is fucking weird. Yeah. It looks bonkers. Um, I've got more, but I'll let, I'll let someone else take the mantle now. Well, I only have one bit, so um, I'll just say it. So uh, I just thought it was quite cool. Um, so the hotel in um, America, <laughs> somewhere, that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. So there's another one that filmed in, but the actual, it's, I think it's called The Stanley Hotel. Um, and Blumhouse basically has put inside the hotel, they put this like museum, um, dedicated to horror. So from like all the stuff they've done and art, like props and sort of, and it looks, it's to put this like massive exhibit in it. And I thought that was quite cool. Not that we'll ever get to go, but you know, if anyone's listening and wants to pay for us to go, that'd be great. Yeah, I've had a look, I've, I sort of had a look at this, because obviously it's open still, the hotel, the, the, whatever the overlook it was. I can't remember what they called it now, but it's obviously a ski resort and stuff like that. You can go there and they've got some interesting runs. But again, that would be a bucket list to go go and stay in that hotel for uh, for even night, even a night. I'd take that, but like for you know a good holiday. I speak to Sophie. <laughs> Do you know what? you got to tell me if you go because I'm going to go as well. I'm going to scare the shit out of you. I'm not going to tell you I'm there, and I'll just be like, oh. <laughs> it's on the bucket, mate. Trust me. If I get you know unlimited cash, then I'll be heading that way. Um, all right, Matt, you got anything? Um, I was going to talk about the long legs social media stuff, but obviously we've had a chat about that, but that does look fucking weird. But, um, I just noticed another bit of news that, um, you know, that movie by David Dasmarchin that's coming out called Late Night with the Devil? Yes, it got it's, been, it's been rated an R for violent content in America, so. It sounds like it's drumming up to be a good one. Uh, I literally cannot wait for that. that looks Based on a story about a late night presenter or something like that, right? It's basically, it's about a a host of a late night talk show <clears throat> that descends into a nightmare after they do some sort of um, exorcism on, on live TV or something like that. Sort of like a similar Ghost Watch or something like that. But, mate, he, he knows his horror, so he's not going to fucking... Fuck yeah. it up. But the poster uh, is fucking immense. I mean, I'll post it on social media, but I'll send you guys the, the yeah. poster as well. Because the artwork's quality. It's like proper, like, 70s. Um, I'll ping it over to you now. Have a look at okay. it. You guys um, seen the latest trailer for Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire? Oh, yes. Yeah, and I'm I'm really liking it. <laughs> it, made me ha- it made me happy. <laughs> the the the, the, short, the short like teaser, I was like, I was like, it looks a bit ropey. And then then when I saw this one, I was like, this looks fucking awesome. Paul Rudd's on. It film. has all the right beats to it. Just even the little funny one-liners and stuff is just that. That's just go Ghostbusters. And then then um, old Pecky Peck 
turns up. Yeah, I know. And that, in that, in that, I'm <laughs> guessing he's the mayor of New York then. Yeah. He's obviously yeah. from Lenny. <laughs> I love that, I love that one bit where there's some kind of, um, ghost coming towards them and I think it's, um, oh, what's his name? Bill Murray's character. There's a Bankman, isn't it? Um, he, he goes, oh, what is it? He says, he says something like one tall, tall, horny cool, woman. horny woman or something. Called. Yeah, like coming straight towards us. <laughs> and I was like, That's just such a, a line he would say. It's so, yeah. so brilliant. I can't wait for that. Does look good. Um, in a violent nature, another a teaser trailer for this has come out, which is it's some uh, one that's uh, absolutely smashed uh, Sundance um, this year. Um, and it's sort of a slasher movie shot from the killer's perspective. Mm. Ultra violence, I've heard. Some very fucking different approach to movie making. I mean, it throws back to, you know, Friday the 13th and, and stuff like that. So Apparently think... there's loads of stuff going on about, I've not know, I don't know why, but they're saying it, it is a slasher, but it's just completely blown the the whole genre apart. That's all I keep reading. All I keep reading. There's there's, there's not much to go on the teaser trailer, which is pretty cool. It's just literally maybe a floating body in a lake. It just is not much to go on. It's great. It's good marketing. I think for this Long Legs and this movie, they've both done pretty well. There were some other bits. Um, I didn't really... I'm, I'm staying close... To 28 years later, it's been picked up by Sony, so that has got legs at the moment, along with the long legs. It's got legs. <laughs> so yeah, we'll keep 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 watching. The uh, I think uh, I think it mentioned as well that Killian Murphy's been bought on as a producer. I think that said that. Of course it has, because he can make some big bucks, even more big bucks. That's the eh? when he wins his uh, Oscar for Oppenheimer. So they'll be like, oh yeah, give him all the money. So. Hmm. Yeah, so there we go. It's a bloody good news. I have one more bit. Oh. Off the press, breaking news, I just remembered. So, um, obviously, you know, Marvel um, acquired, uh, obviously, all the rights to the Alien franchise with their comics. Hmm. Um, So they've done, I was reading this, actually, it sounds really cool. I might might purchase, I haven't purchased a comic in a while, but this one sounds cool. So they've applied their, you know, Marvel's What If? Yeah. So they've applied it to the Alien universe. Oh, uh, specifically no. aliens and it's what if Carter Burke survived nice so remind, um, remind, remind me Carter Burke's the Paul Reiser's character who um, is the bad he's the the wheeling guy who he's gets the asshole he's the, the asshole that tries to get them yeah. impregnated yes okay yeah, I just need so, to picture him that's all yeah because you never actually see him die so it's like one of them things what if he survived so I think the the premise of it, he's actually like living on like some backwater asteroid, and like he's uh, his daughter's like estranged from and stuff. But it's, he, he's uh, like trying to win a favor, but he's actually still a twat, basically. Um, so yeah, so that sounds really good. And actually, it's been written by Paul Reiser and his son, which no is quite cool as well. So yeah, it's definitely something to look out for. I might, I might get that because it sounds cool. I think it's getting released in volumes. I'm, I'm sure the uh, or issue. Uh, What's it called? Bruce Miffler's trade to come out. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, that looks well cool. up for seeing that. That's interesting, that. Oh, cool. Nice one. All right, then, guys. Shall we um, start the main review, then? 
Right then, guys, should we uh, kick off the uh, main review? Let's do it. Hey, how's that band going? Uh, it's mainly me these days. Ah! I just want to finish my album. You have been trying to finish this album for three years. One, two, one. What is this? It's a progressive form of prog. I've been calling it uh, uh, prog squared. The only way I listen to your music is if you tied me up at gunpoint and you forced me to. And don't play it here again or you're fired. Ah! I think we have a new neighbor. What is up with this guy? I think we're living next to some kind of maniac. I am now living in your head. Red free. Vlad's just driving me crazy. You're headed into chaos. What? Blood will be spilt. You gotta stand on your own two feet and say, Get out of my kitchen, because I'm cooking. William, use your demons. Don't let them use you. So you've killed somebody. Relax. Just need to know how to get rid of a body. Hello, Willie. I'm not a mass murderer. I'm a mass manslaughterer. It's time to make a hit record. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Shut up. You didn't hear that, did you? You yelling shut up at nobody? Yeah, I heard it was very loud. That is not what rock and roll is all about. Let's rock! <laughs> You're a loser and you're gonna die a loser. Now that was rock and roll. Stop. Just be cool. And don't murder anyone else. So, we have been to Shudder for this episode. And we will be reviewing Destroy All Neighbours. Little synopsis first. A struggling prog rock musician, William Brown, finds himself living a nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbour from hell. Well, 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 well. What do we think about this one then, boys? Butch? I mean, I, I enjoyed the the first like forty five minutes of this. I I found it quite. There was in the middle. There was some good. There was some good from this. It's not all bad. Um, I enjoyed some of the humor, the shtick. Some of the special effects weren't too bad. Um, I liked Vlad. I really did get on with that the the Vlad character, and I wanted more of that. Um, it didn't stick the landing for me, but. It wasn't a bad journey. I did. I quite liked him production-wise. It was pretty good. It, it didn't. It didn't look too um, schlocky. I, I, I sort of remind me of that one that I watched. Um, uh, was it the when Dave found a maze or something like that? Do you remember that one? Where he goes into like a me, like a little cardboard maze and. Oh, I've like, not seen that. No, so that's seen. good. That that's better. But um, yeah, it sort of remind me of that. Yeah, not bad. Right, Mister Stevens. Oh. You use your catchphrase or no? Ooh. I'm not. Um, well, I don't know, I, I, guys. I, I still don't really want to make of it. I think it was a film that I don't. I don't think they knew what they were making at the same time. It, it was a film that 
sort of threatened to be something, then it went into different things, and then it came back to certain things, and yeah, I think Butch is right, it definitely didn't stick a landing, it just sort of stopped, and I was like, oh shit, but um, it had some strange charm to it, yeah. which I, it, it, and it did, and I don't know what it is about it, there was bits that I was like, oh god, this is terrible, but then there was bits that I thought, and I can't, I find myself going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, d- I don't know. So, no, I'm not going to use my catchphrase for it. So, yeah. but I, I can't say I particularly massively enjoyed it either. It's going to be one of them. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it has got some good things about it. I'm not going to completely destroy it. Sorry but sorry about the pun, pun there. But it's so, yeah, I don't know. It's a real weird one because hats off to Alex Winner because... Literally, he is literally unrecognisable in all that makeup. Um, I think the special effects were really good. However, there was there was some dodgy CGI thrown in there, a little bit of blood splatter in there, which is one of my pet hates. Just use the real stuff. Um, the cast is really weird, really weird, because the main guy, like Jonah Ray, he's like I don't know if you've ever seen Mystery Science Theater. He's like quite. He's a massive guy in like in the podcasting world as well. But it, there are things that it seems like it, there were some really good ideas, but then it was just like like you said, Jordy Paul, thrown all together. And I think that got lost along the way. It's like, oh, let's now do this. Oh, what about this? And there's so so there's some really good bits. A bit too comedic for me. Um. But I did like some of the uh, some of the one-liners were quite funny, and but it just slightly annoyed me a little bit, and it took a while to get running. But he's done, uh, Jonah Ray, you're right? He's done Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Yeah, um, he's in Suitable Flesh. So I don't know. His character kind of didn't annoy me like that. He, he just felt like a bloke that had been dumped on. One of those things that just haphazard, like a, a like he said, he's like he's a he's more a man story. It's all like a sort of accidental you know, tomfoolery of sort of circumstances that sort of get him into trouble, I suppose. And I didn't see, I didn't know that fucking Alex Winter was Vlad because I saw, because he had another cameo later in the, as a cop. So mm-hmm. I assumed that that was his cameo. But the fact oh, that he, not, uh, oh, that's the fact that he was Vlad. lawyer as well, wasn't he? Yeah, that's it, a lawyer. Yeah. Lawyer, yeah, sorry. But yeah, and but it also had, um, what's his name? Um, Kamal, Kamal Nanjani. He was like yeah. Eternals. I butchered his name, I'm sure. I love the fact <laughs> you chose out of all his movies, Eternals. <laughs> I love that. He's <clears throat> um, also got, did you see he's also got uh, Randy Heller? And you know who she is? No, Matt, because I'm useless today. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's from Karate Kid. Who the fuck is she in Karate I Kid? Is his, I think, is it his mum, Lucille? Oh yeah, it is the Karate Kid man. Do you know what? I was literally like, I, I was supposed to go and check that because I was like, that looks like, sounds like the man from Karate Kid, and it was. Because mm. I was like, I reckon I had to, I had to look on IMDb, but I, I was like, I recognise her from somewhere, I really do, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. And then, then I found her, and I was like, that's her. But it's got loads, it's got loads of pull. It's got that other guy, that uh, Thomas Lennon, that's in like loads of different like comedy movies like 17 again and i love you man and he normally comes up as the kind of friend or bit part he's in loads of stuff 
directed by Josh Forbes. And I, I just feel like whoever the producer on this is just like absolutely. I mean, Alex Winter was the was the producer on this. And he's, they just pulled a few a few good a few good names into it, probably just for like let's have a bit of fun. Let's uh, you know. Let's have let's work while we can because it's into, it's got to be independent horror, so it's got to fit into that like loophole of them being able to actually do stuff. And I imagine you're, you're going to see a few bit, a few of this where there's like independent horror, but people still want to work. You know, they, they get to do this, and I think it's a good bit of fun. It's definitely just uh, I thought Vlad was a troll, and I didn't really understand the, what kind of what he was doing. Yeah, it set it, it set him up. This is this is what I'm saying about the film. It set it up to be like almost like a monster movie because I thought, oh, he's like possessed or he's a he's like you said a troll or something. And then the fact like because when he obviously we first meet Vlad, he's sort of like humping the bloody settee down the down the corridor, and then he like looks round and he looks like a creature, and he's scared of him, and there's loads of noise going off in the apartment and stuff. And so I expected that to be yeah, it's going down like a monster type of thing. It did look. It did really look like. The makeup was the same person that did like all the leprechaun movies or something like that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, but then it turned into and like you, obviously you get to the, the point where this guy's like a, a radio, like a producer or an album. You don't really get. You know, I never got a feeling he was like an artist. He's a, he's a sound engineer. He was a sound engineer. Yeah, but I did. I didn't get a feeling he was like working on his own stuff. And that's where sort of at the end it well, got a bit like. That's how it started. Oh, so you're writing an album. I think I feel that's how it started. Yeah, him. but I thought he was just mixing a track for somebody. I didn't think he was. And then when he went to the studio, I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely in the background. He's not actually doing. I feel an album. quite intelligent storytelling in it. You know, like he's you've got the the is is basically his idol. He's asking for a croissant all the time. You know, I thought that was quite. Uh, good. Uh, it annoyed me. They said they kept around croissant, croissant, croissant. But, oh, fuck off. <laughs> but some of the bits like the choppy choppy chop bits the fun bit the little fight where he's like you know with the weights and like he's obviously pulling him into sort of trying to kill him and all this sort of stuff I, I don't know it was just schlocky it was fun the, the the charm I was talking about earlier was their little band of like um, dead monster gang like yeah the sort pink, of the pink pink goonie type of thing that had going on <laughs> More, I could have seen more of that. I didn't, you know, the crescendo. I didn't really need that, but I could have seen more, more of that quite happily. My favourite part by far was the electrified lady. Like <laughs> literally, that, that puppet's like, oh shit! Like, let's just put a bit of animatronics in the face, and we'll just like open and shut her mouth. It's amazing. I just but, love that. You know, advocate for practical effects. So they went, they went, they did a, a good sort of mix. I thought with <laughs> it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really got. On. I thought it was all right. The unfortunate series event. He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a dope, and he's got, he's the sort of character that just gets shat on and that sort of thing. Um, but all in all, he, like he room for. I was never room for him. It didn't do. I, I didn't like him. No, I don't think he was likable either. For me, it's like it's just like this guy's an idiot. And then it's just like you just you don't know if he's actually murdering these people if he, or, or he's not. It's kind of like it's a weird one. Well, it's it's what it's, he's a serial manslaughterer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all right for for a Shudder movie, mate. It's, it was just good fun. Yeah, I'm not I'm not slagging it. I'm just I'm just sort of it it, it it's a film with its problems, Paul. Like that's the thing. It's you know I think it's if like you said if someone wants just dumb fun, put this on. Yeah. But I, 
it, it could have been a bit like like I said, it could have with a bit more thought behind it. And I know, like, you argue all the, the merits of a film like this, but with a bit more thought behind it, it could have been really, really good. <laughs> and like you said, if they if they got the gang of killed people together quicker and went on a few more little escapades with them, yeah. like, yeah, I think. it could have went and, like, they could have gone to a mall to pick up instruments for their thing and, like, done shit in a mall and had, like, some funny set pieces around that type of stuff with them all, like trying to help, but they end up killing more people. And by the end of it, he's got, like, an audience because he's killed that many people. <sighs> There's that type of stuff where you, yeah. you, you could have just gone, but it just stopped. And, like, yeah, I don't know. And, like, the, the relationship between like between him and his missus. Obviously, she's found him with dead bodies. Then she comes back and there's no dead bodies because the pigs have eaten them. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then the, dra- the police draft her in. And is she... It's still in love with him, even though he's murdered all these people, and she's trying to help him out, even though she doesn't want to be there because she's a bit like, oh, well, they've just dragged me. I don't really want. It was all a bit weird. I don't know. It's a very Evil Dead Two sort of thing in 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 a vein of that. Considering what we were watching later, I did. It had that sort of like Evil Dead charm. No, if if it was Evil Dead was a comedy show, maybe. Yeah. Like dead, dead, dead comedy. No, I don't agree Similar. with that. Sorry. Similar. But it, it, it does kind of make sense, Mark, that you said it's mystery science theatre. I didn't realise that, so it does actually. It, it was like watching an episode of that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not That's a massive fan of that stuff anyway, but like it was sort of. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's an American thing. It's not really big over here. Okay. So Ooh. maybe that is that type of humour which doesn't land with the the, the British the British sense of humour, darling. But you know that weird American sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, good. but like I said, I found myself chuckling a bit. Good start you know, of the like, year, definitely. You know, potential for top ten material for the for the end. Well, if that's the case, it's going to be a really bad year. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Jesus. laughs> I, I did have a feeling that Paul, Mister Butch, was going to love this one. I was like, it's got him written all over it. Well, he loves. He loves. Words. He loves the shit. <laughs> loves the strong word, but I didn't. I didn't mind it. <laughs> did you like the drums getting played by the uh, slimy appendages <laughs> yeah I was, like, I was thinking every time you turn the music knob and stuff I was like is that his cock or is that a part of the intestine I was so you know if it was his cock I would have probably give it an extra like point because that would have been funnier but you know there you go what we wanted from this one I suppose is more more monsters really That would that's what we want more I just and a slightly title, more complex. Kind the title of, didn't fit the film, did it? Really, destroy all neighbours. It wasn't. No. It, it, it just it, yeah. I don't know. Just just two destroy two neighbours. <laughs> destroy them. Do you know what I mean? It's like if it was kill all neighbours. I, I don't know. I don't know. There we go. There we go. Destroy your neighbours. Um, how would you put a number on this? I'll go straight in. I'll say five out of ten for me. It's all right. It's worth a watch, but don't expect anything amazing. And if you're not used to kind of weird horror, then comedy horror, then I wouldn't watch it if I were you. Yeah, I agree. Five out of ten is better than Nightswim. That's I think straight down the middle for me. Strill Mavers, five out of ten. Fucking uh, after all that! What? I didn't think. I thought I'm putting it all the way. You give it five out of ten. I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't worth more than five. It's a, it's a bang average movie. 
doesn't doesn't mean it deserves more than a five out of ten. <laughs> five. This is the difference between some fives. This is a positive five out of ten. Sometimes I'd give fives just because I'm fucking pissed off. I am happy with this movie, but it's definitely a five out of ten. <laughs> if you could give half marks, it'd be five and a half, wouldn't it? Yeah, five point two. <laughs> There we go. Right, destroy your neighbours. Um, next episode, we probably will be getting to the cinema to watch Baghead, I believe. So that'll probably be our next review. So hopefully people have been out to see that boy, bad boy with Freya Allen from The Witcher. Um, other than that, let's, uh, let's move on to our movie from the vault. Okay, so um, those of you who listened to last episode will know that Will, our special guest, uh, picked this week's movie from the vault. And it is uh, a film from 1995, known in certain circles as the Japanese Evil Dead. And it is the one and only Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. It's a really quick synopsis. Uh, trapped inside a haunted house, a bodybuilder must save himself from a gruesome ghost, hell-bent on revenge. The, okay. small, the smallest house ever known to man. Oh, I think houses are quite small in Japan, so... And if we're going to be honest, the smallest bodybuilder ever known to man. Too. <laughs> 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 oh. Certainly, but... I mean, what a fucking poster. What a poster and what a title to a movie. I mean, the poster is incredible, Paul. It is. I don't know about the title of the movie. I don't know. I'll give you that one. Uh, So this movie starts with... um, It's very... It is... I get The whole thing for me... I'll just give it a quick roundup in terms of what I thought on it. I, I liked it. Yeah, don't don't go on all day. All right. Nah, I liked it. I liked the. I liked how it reminded me of um, the Evil Dead. I loved the indie, the indie indiness of this movie. Um, the the special effects were fantastic for what budget they had. I just think it was just so one of those movies that was just so badly put together that it just made a fucking great movie. 
for how much probably it probably made it for a tenner. <laughs> yeah, this this one appealed to me. Jordan Paul. Well, well, I mean, what can I say? I, I mean, it's an hour long, right? Which that is very rare. Um, and uh, I thought fifth after the first fifteen minutes, I was like, oh my god, just will you just get on with it? Please, God, just get on with it. Because I was like, what, what, what is about to happen? I was, sorry, I thought I was going to watch 45 minutes of just talk and then 15 minutes of just mentalness. It didn't work like that. But by the end of it, I actually did appreciate it for what it is. Because, oh, my God, you talk about, we talked about Brain Dead a few weeks ago and how much shit you can throw at the screen, right? This was another example of it, of how much shit can you throw at a screen, right, using a video camera, <laughs> And some fake blood, and uh, and some really questionable animation. <laughs> but um, for what it is, guys, I yeah, it's it's probably a, a big example, and I'm, I think this is probably why Will picked it. It is a very very good example of low budget guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah, but done quite well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I I I'm not going to say it's my favorite film in the world, guys, but I did I did enjoy it. What? So, I was like the first, what, 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, oh, I'm not loving this. And I, I, I was just, I so wanted to love it. The graininess of the filming, the constant footsteps on the floor making that noise, the booming sound was absolutely so, so annoying. I don't know. I couldn't not listen to it and then the ball started to roll and I was like fuck me this is amazing <laughs> just <laughs> everything about it it just went batshit and I, I love the fact that like it was just all basically just a evil dead remake but they managed to find a, a, a slight little different way to change things here and there which was fantastic and then when i looked into the background of it because i was really interested in that side of it that's when it opened up a whole like load more doors like of how impressive it was and how impressive it is um and from the moment where i think i'd say where the first kill is i said that was it it just went crazy and i just i have so much like it's so much respect for a film like this yeah you sort of remember watching i mean we watched recently like um a one shot of the dead yeah you know it's sort of like you can see the evolution of sort of like asian horror in terms of that gorilla horror making and where they sort of got that that idea it has to stem from a movie like this I mean, the storyline. Yeah, I mean, as it goes, let's talk about that. The storyline as it goes is, um, you know, there's there's a surprised phone call for this beefy, beefy bodybuilder that that, uh, is working out that is trying to show off his small little body that he's got. Um, He's he's, he agrees to meet his ex ex girlfriend, isn't it? Who researches haunted houses and. They are accompanied by a professional psychic who 
inadvertently, because the psychic there wakes up what was once hidden by the bodybuilder's dad of a what he described as a crazy his crazy girlfriend. But you know, if we're going down that deadite sort of route, you know, she's clearly sort of that you know brain dead some kind of um dead dead possessed creature that won't die depend <laughs> unless or, there's like nothing left <laughs> or is it is it a possessed necklace or yeah a, a, that what's all, all about <laughs> that necklace well, fantastic. Her, essentially her spirit is in this necklace stuff again now can i just before <laughs> we go like any more further let's just go back right to the start when it shows obviously he's obviously leaving her his dad, or I thought it was his granddad, but obviously it was his dad. His dad is leaving his mistress essentially for his family. That and then that's what the gist of it. And she's like, "You can't leave. You belong to me, right?" So his dad's obviously probably like the villain in like the fact that he kills her. But I would argue that's pretty much self-defense, seeing as she's about to stab him in the face with a knife, and he's struggling with that. And then like he stabs her, and then. She obviously comes back and then he smacks her over the head with a is it a shovel? <laughs> yeah. And then obviously hides her body. So that's where the spirit's obviously waiting to be like exact revenge on whoever. Yeah, and the psychic sort of gives it energy even more. Um it's just a pause to wolf fun when they're in that room and in that sort of house, the flat. And there's like really weird little shots. There's like a little creepy ghost. Do you remember there's like the little creepy ghost but like on someone's shoulder? It's just like little weird little little um, bits every now and I again. I thought that was quite creepy. Like when <laughs> it does that kind of, it did that flash thing and it was just like all you see is this, it's almost like an image, not really, it's not filmed, is it? It's a, a photograph. Yeah. And it's like a still shot and all you can see is this like crazy kind of woman demon face looking over his shoulders. That was fucking, that, was a, that put a little bit of a willy up me. Ooh. You had a willy up yeah, did you? Ooh. Just a little one. Um, so I don't know, just the whole fucking fight scene and like that sort of, you know, just battling and chopping and and the fucking some great stop motion in this as well. That, with that use of the necklace when it went from like uh, the nose into the eye, I just thought that was fantastically shot. <laughs> some lovely little stop motion stuff. And there was some terrible stop motion in there as well. There was also there was. terrible. Just to balance it, <laughs> that I mean, blobby thing on the table. <laughs> it was barely stop motion. I mean, there was there was very 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 bad animation bits that were were barely animation, just the, thrown in for good measure. Like, they tried to slow down the axe throw, for instance. They just didn't. <laughs> I I love that stupidness though. Do do what you can with what you got. And it's sort of like if you need to rattle some limbs around on a on a bench, then sure. And then if they need to suddenly, you know, a hand becomes the the legs for a head and a leg. Was it you had a hand? Didn't you have a hand foot and a hand head at one stage? <laughs> fucking battling. But um, I did. I, I loved that little head bit with the hand because you could just tell it was somebody's head with the hand like wiggling the fingers underneath. So that was brilliant. But I did like how because it started so quite like serious dry and like really like slow and dry and then it fully what i did like about it, it didn't try and be serious even though the stupid stupid they fully embraced this is going to look a bit shit so we need to embrace the silliness because then the characters just became but that's it that's that's, the evil, that's the 
that's the evil dead running through it. It yeah. was just like that's why I mean he even says, doesn't he? he even says groovy at one point for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's the I shotgun. Mean, and yeah. not, and I love shirt. the incredible Hulk bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's obviously trying to fight this monster, Carnes, he's getting beat and at some point, the TV with his dad's spirit in the TV. <laughs> he ain't got long though. He's yeah, like, it's, it's melts away. <laughs> and he's like, "Use your weapons." So they're looking for weapons, and he realizes my real weapons, my muscles. Yeah. There were parts. Like, oh. There were parts of it as well that reminded me of Trapdoor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that old fucking ITV thing, I think. But. <laughs> I felt like at one stage I did write a stupid note. Was this a tax write-off so he could get ripped? Yeah, did he just come up? Because it's him who's done, he's directed, he's, he stars in it. And it's like, did he just think, fuck, I need to get fit, man? Trust me, it definitely wasn't a tax write-off. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, I'm going to pay myself for half a year so I can just get fit. The bit where the uh, the the woman sort of like... Is sort of like reincarnated, and then literally you think, oh, the woman, like the skeleton, and then obviously the the, the organs are coming in, and the, the stop motion thing goes up the skeleton's nose, and then dude, just literally what is what is created out of it is hilarious. I absolutely <laughs> love that bit. I thought how you couldn't have made that look any more freakier because it looked freaky because it was so bad, and it's just like obviously I thought, oh, it's gonna carry on to turn into the actual woman but no it just stopped at that at that kind of halfway point where it's not fully formed but formed and yeah. it's just like the, the eyes and that is just the freakiest thing to look at and her big sausage fingers I yeah I and the big <laughs> like fingers. hey you guys <laughs> sloth's wife sloth's wife <laughs> it, it, it looked disturbing and I, I think that's part of the, the beauty of it though it's just that it looks so wrong that it works so well. There is a why. real untapped Asian sort of horror market that we just haven't seen and that we just need to sort of get into. You know, the obvious ones that we've sort of passed over to the sort of American audience um, have been good, but I just need, I've got a load of you. I know you bought me one of those. I bought you one. You watched it. Well, yeah, mate, that one, the, the Robo Tricks that I've watched already was fucking fantastic. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole now because I, I really, really do need to start watching more there's, of it. There's one that um, uh, Simon, uh, who a regular listener of the pods, recommended called Story of Ricky O. Apparently, it's I still need to watch it. And he's just said it's just crazy. I just can't wait to watch it. It's going to be good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, loved it. Oh, it was brilliant. Me too. Right. Is there is there any Matt's facts? Is there anything you pulled out? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is, and it fucking there weren't many. I can tell you now, and I had to dig deep for these. So bear with me. Um, okay, so obviously this was filmed in 1995, but it wasn't apparently released until 2012 on DVD. And the theatrical release in DVD was in Japan 2014. Um, but there's all sorts of shit around this film because uh, Shinichi Fukuzawa is obviously the director. He's the star in it, did the effects, 
edited it, directed it, literally shot it in his dad's house. So that's his dad's house. But his dad was like, I'm going to knock it down, get rid of it. He's like, whoa, 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 don't get rid of it. Before you do that, can I shoot my fucking film in there? And he's like, yeah, go for it. That's why it looks <clears> so <throat> dilapidated and shit, apparently. Um, all shot on 8mm because he couldn't afford another camera. So fucking fair play. And so he filmed the movie once and realised when he got... Obviously, you don't have dailies. He didn't have no dailies or anything like that, so he couldn't look at the footage back. When he actually looked at the footage back, it was like, this is shit, I can't use any of it, it's rubbish. So then he had to go back and get the cast again, like, well, what little cast there is, and film it all over again. Now, obviously, he's the main star in the movie, right? So there are moments where, if you look closely, um, he's got all types of, of stubble. One minute he's got stub- slight stubble, and then the next minute it's all gone. Because he's had to, he shot it over so much time that it's ridiculous. So, all in all, it took him from filming it and getting it ready and everything because it, it got turned over to digital so he could do all the other effects. 17 years. Jesus. What? 17 years. How is that even possible? So, what? He started it in, in like. 1994. And it took him 17 years. You mean so, months? No, years. So it basically took... It didn't come out in 1995. It didn't come out then. It was just... It was his movie made, but he edited it, put all the special effects in. He had to oh, re-digitalise yeah. it. So that must be why he did all the photographs then, is it? It must be. It must be. So that's kind of fun. That means that could be... That makes it even better, because it's like we could have just that's done what I mean. something. That it's just like... It's just a hobby. Into and you know eventually well, it would come out. It's like, like if you look at his kind of IMDb, he's got <laughs> one other thing called the Violator or Violator, um, and that's it. Nothing upcoming, nothing. But he did it all himself, and I just think that's just crazy. How has this yeah, guy not mate. done any others? But now you can't understand because that probably nearly killed him. Seventeen <laughs> fucking years. That's fucking incredible. Mad, what a legend to be person. To sort of just like have that as like a, like a hobby, but he filmed it. But to 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 get it out there, he's just constantly worked on it. And, and uh, like, the amount of crazy like Asian horror films and crazy Asian films in general, like, and he's got the tagline "The Japanese Evil Dead." He's done all right, hasn't he? <laughs> that's quality. That's really cool. That's made me like that. it. That's made me like it more. <laughs> I was just reading this little little blurb that I found on on the website, basically. Uh, So it began pre-production on Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hal in 1995, writing his first draft of the script on New Year's Day. Production soon followed, and over the subsequent 10 years, uh, Fukuzawa would shoot over 10 hours of footage on Super 8 film. Editing began in 2005, after the rough 8mm footage was transferred into digital video, but various issues in post-production would cause the director further delays, undeterred by these frequent problems, personal debt and time lost. Uh, Fukuzawa would finally announce that Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in how was complete in 2009. Amazing. Crazy. Madness. But massive respect. Yeah, what a great pick, Will. Fucking ace. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, we're going to rate this. Geordie Paul, <laughs> you're looking a bit sheepish. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of... Do you know what, right? I was kind of set at sort of seven, but I think after talking about it, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight? An eight out of ten, which is... is like, after 15 months. minutes, I was thinking this is going to be, like, a two or a three, and I'm going to get, like, ran out of town for being a grumpy bastard again. But no, I think nine. eight out of ten. Nine for me. Oh, B-Man's gone at nine. Yeah, I bloody, I bloody love this. <laughs> I, I, I love it when little gems like this just pop up. And thank you, Will, again, for for um, giving us this one, because I just love it when you just see things that are completely out of the blue and you've never heard. I've not really heard of it. Um, but I'm so glad I have now because it's brilliant. I want to get on Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's got to be a nine. It's got to be. Yeah, amazing. Just for the, the, just for the respect. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't shock me in the slightest, lads. I knew after I watched that, <laughs> these two are going to be buzzing over this. And, and I was, I'll be honest, I was really worried because I wasn't really obviously up on Destroy Our Neighbours and I was like, oh no, is this going to be a one-two punch? I really don't, I hope. And then when I started watching like the first 15 minutes of the movie from the bar, I was like, oh no. I was like, this is going to be a really hard episode. And I really don't want it to be bad. And then I just, yeah, knocked my socks off by the end of it. So, awesome. Brilliant. Quality stuff. So, All right. this Who's brings us on it? to our next movie from the vault. Whose pick is it? It is mine. Oh no, here we go. Da, da, da. So, guys, um, I don't think any of us have seen this. Oh. I, I definitely haven't. I don't think you guys have, because we did sort of briefly talk about it before. Um, and it was, again, it was on In Search of Darkness. Um, and it just popped up on Amazon Prime, and I was like, ooh, ooh. So, it's from 1981, starring Sam Neill and Isabel Ajani, and it is Possession. Awesome. That is a great... Like, I've never seen it. I have seen this. I've got the oh. Blu-ray. Oh, and I've got to love listening to you two talk about this. <laughs> because I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to relax <laughs> and I'm just going to let you go for it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I change my mind? <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I have seen the rapey alien scene, so... That's just wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't even need to do any research on the facts because I've already looked up loads of stuff on this film because I had to. I was amazing. like, what? What? What does this mean? What's that? Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Amazing. And it's on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. OK. Sam Neill. <laughs> well, that was a fucking corker. I enjoyed that. Episode 148. Really are moving forward to 150. Thank you again, for everyone, for listening. Um, feedback. Give us some ideas and spur us on for 2024. Get in touch for your social media if you want to come on and, you know, berate us for an hour. That'd be fine. Um, moving on to episode 149, we will be going to the cinema uh, to watch Baghead. Um, bring back another something to scream about. Come up with some fresh ideas for this year. And then I move from the vault, 1981, Possession. Yeah. Now there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last. 
Instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com.